You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. Welcome to Geekly Dose. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now your hosts, Tim Bridgewater and Stephen Nocentelli. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Geekly Dose. This actually happens to be our uh, 10th episode, which is not a big deal, I guess, but it's well, no small feat. Yeah, we made it to 10 Yay! shows, so that's worth celebrating a little bit yeah uh my name's tim bridgewater i am a screenwriter and actor and uh i'm joined with my co-host mr stephen nocentelli yes hello that's me stephen i am the creator of the comic strip real super which can be read on your internet devices at real-super.com yes (laughs) that is correct um so today um i feel like i'm forgetting something all right so on the Awesome Podcast Network, right, which mm-hmm. is the network that this podcast is uh, a part of. Sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, yes, you can uh, you can look it up on Facebook.com slash Awesome Podcast Network, as well as uh, a couple of other podcasts that are on that network. There's 80s Revisited. Uh, take a blast through the past with 80s Revisited. They'll talk about movies from the 80s and all those kinds of things. Uh, there's also Duo Attack, which is a HeroClix podcast. So if you're looking to get into HeroClix and learn about strategy and all that kind of stuff you can check that out all on both itunes and stitcher.com yeah yeah yes so for today's show uh we're gonna begin off with uh a comic review steven is gonna yeah uh well i'm kind of shaking things up a little because i've got both a comic review of uh the legend of zelda uh an old zelda comic that uh, i don't want to spoil where it's from yet and uh, I'm also going to be talking about the Symphony of the Goddess uh, concert that I had a chance to attend. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Be jealous. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. A little bit. Okay. Um, and then I will pick it up with uh, a movie review of one of my uh, most favorite movies of all time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. Some of you may have heard of it. Maybe not. I don't know. It's a little I've never film. heard of it, <laughs> to be honest. It's a little film called The Last Dragon. Uh, which is going to kind of be like our own little private episode of 80s Revisited there because that's an 80s movie. Hope uh, you like crap. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice, beautiful crap. Um, so I'm going to talk about that. And then we're going to go with Preview Review, which uh, is a segment where our producer Jesse is going to uh, tell us a little bit about a trailer um, beforehand and play it for us. And then Steven and I are going to make our predictions on whether we feel that it's going to be a teaser pleaser or a trailer failure. Yes. It is nice. <laughs> and then uh, Steven's going to pick up with a game review of... Of The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Oh, Zelda. Yeah, uh, yes. Very Zelda theme coming Episode, from you today, yes, of sir. Course. It's not a bad theme to... Um, Exuberate. If that's oh, the right I loaded up my Zelda sound effects. <laughs> oh. I'll go to the soundboard. <laughs> then, of course, we're going to go with the wrap up and talk about what we're going to talk about for uh, next week's show, and et cetera. Sounds good. Uh, I'd like to mention that we are, in fact, uh, recording this on Memorial Day uh, a little later than we normally do. However, I just want to take a moment and say uh, thanks to all our troops and et cetera. You know, we live in a very good country, and uh, more power to you guys. and Hopefully some of you are listening to our podcast. That'd be pretty awesome. Keep yourselves entertained with your geek news while you serve our country. So thank you guys for that. Um, so I'm going to take a moment to geek out a little bit here and um, talk about some very geeky stuff that I that did in the past couple of days. I heard, I heard so, you had a very full week. 
I did. One of the things Full that I missed. Full or completely empty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, one of the things I did was, and there's a reason for this, and you know, I'll go into that, but one of the things that I did is I watched uh, the X-Men trilogy. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not counting first class in that. Talking about... Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> um, you know, X-Men 1 through 3. Um, you know, two of those directed by Brian Singer. The first two, the last one was directed by... Um, Brett Ratner. Yes. Hope you like crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That sound effect was was accurate that time. Um, So (laughs) I watched all three of those, both with and without commentary. So, yes. All in one day? How did you Uh, do this? It was was a span of um, one or two nights. Okay. uh, And and days. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) And also, I actually watched uh, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek film. Uh, both with commentary and without. Um, and I started, just for the heck of it, I watched Revenge of the Sith Star Wars last night. and I'm, Just do it. Right. I continued watching it today with commentary. Now, there are a couple of reasons for that. I mean, one, one of them is that I've already talked about last episode how my damn PS3 died on me. Yes. Right? So uh, I can't watch okay. shit in Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. So it's like... So you're going through your DVD collection now? That's part of the reason. It's, it's mm. kind of like... Normally, within that time, I probably would have picked up my controller and played a video game, but now I have to find something to do in that, and I can't watch anything on Blu-ray, so I'm going back to all the, the standard DVDs that I have and kind of using them. So that's part of the reason. The other part of the reason is that <laughs> I decided... That was a weird sound. Um, <laughs> I decided a while back that I wanted to uh, attempt to write a, uh, a Power Rangers movie script yeah you've told me about this yes you've told me um, about this. agents you can contact geeklydose at gmail.com you can and i i don't want to get into the details of it because i don't even want to steal my idea Ooh, however it's that good Ooh, yes <laughs> um i, I think you oh, know, that's, i've always that's a neat idea <laughs> i've always felt that power rangers is one of those properties that is can very much use a reboot i know some of the newer shows are not nearly as quote-unquote cheesy or so as the ones that i watched sure you know, well, the, the current one Rangers. is pretty bad is it yeah okay <laughs> i'll tell you that but uh yeah i just Which decided you know, one um samurai, samurai i think well oh. it's super samurai now last one i saw was like rpm it was all about cars and stuff okay and the first episode yeah. was epic it was like oh yeah i remember film. you showing yeah, me yeah it was like, like a film yeah, yeah. you like like showed it to me i mean they had uh, like hd and just yeah it looked incredible a couple years ago they had uh dino thunder I think that's like the best one that they've had really in a long time. Yeah, with that title, they Nine brought they brought Tommy back as the leader. Really? Yeah. Nobody got time for that. All right. <laughs> I control the sound. Well, the thing is that um, I'm just saying, like pretty I much. Don't, I don't recommend that to anybody. <laughs> we haven't talked much about Power Rangers on the show, but uh, that I was a huge Power Rangers geek. I mean, mm-hmm. I still have some action figures and stuff like that now, but um. All of these are now on Netflix. Like every single yes. <laughs> series that they had is on there. So if you want to go back and check some of that out, but my my script is more so going to be a reboot of the original uh, show. You know, like I said, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers before anything too outlandish started okay. to happen. So part of still reason, with the Putty Patrol and uh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, so part of the reason why you know I decided to watch all these action films. With commentary is because I want to learn how to write a, a big budget action film. You know, sure, I've, I mentioned a couple of times that I'm a I'm a screenwriter, but so far everything that I've written has been relatively low key things that I can possibly shoot myself mm-hmm. or on a low budget. 
So I'm watching these kinds of films to try to learn mm-hmm. the uh, anatomy of a of a over the top you know action film. Are you about to say something? No. Okay. No. <laughs> so I've done that. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch even more. I mean, I can see how the the difficulty, uh, you know, having writing my comic strip, like when it comes to an action, like how do you write uh, a fight scene? Like, do yeah. you go technical yeah. with the names of the uh, martial arts stance and move, <laughs> maneuvers? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, so. it's it's. I mean, you know, a lot of people would would say that writing an action film would be the easiest thing ever, but not. Not if you want to write a good one, okay? Right. You know what I mean? Like, and you might be wondering, well, why'd you watch X Men Three? That well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just I wanted to watch them all anyway to even find out where that one went wrong, so that I can hopefully avoid making that mistake. Where because, did it go wrong? Well, for one thing, too many characters. Really, right? and mm-hmm. now. That's a tricky thing in my Power Rangers script. Okay, first of all, we have at the very least five main characters. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's going to be six because I'm going to include Tommy in there too. Okay. So I'm trying to basically learn how to write a film with that many main characters and not have it turn up like X Men Three, Spider Man Three, stuff like that. Because I, I mean, I feel like that that's one of the main problems with X Men Three. When you watch it, it's yeah. kind of like. And of okay. course, they changed the writer and the director. Yeah. There's that too. I mean, as long as you don't call it Power Rangers Three, you should be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. That I don't want to get into too much detail of that film, but just an example would be the whole character of Angel being in that film. He was completely useless. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, with with them showing in him in such a dramatic way in the beginning as a child, like trying to cut off his wings, you would expect him to have a bigger role in the film because mm-hmm. of that. But he doesn't. No, he and, comes and in it, at the end. Yeah, but that's it. And it and yeah. it sucks because Ben Foster was in there, who's just like one of my favorite actors, and he and he's like fantastic. But they didn't utilize him properly. Ellen Page was in there as Kitty Pride, another really good actor. And it's just like, why do you have these people in there just doing nothing? Pretty much taking. Got to collect that paycheck. Yep, yep. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. It just you know it went in a in a bad direction, but. Watching them and listening to the commentary, mm-hmm. hearing them kind of explain why certain decisions were made. Who's it's, do, it's, it's who does the commentary thing. on these? Uh, is it like cast members? Mm-hmm. Well, director specifically on X One and X Two was mm-hmm. Brian Singer, the director, and each time he had like one other person with him, right. whether it be like the lead uh, cinematographer. Because you know, there's the some commentaries where art people, director or something like there's that. some commentaries where they don't even talk about the movie. So uh, so it's good that they actually, well, you know, there are some commentaries where they just go in there and they just, you know, talk about whatever they want to. Anchorman yeah. is a great example of that. They didn't really <laughs> talk about the movie. They just were really funny. Right. Like talking to each other. Oh, well, I, I could see that on a movie yeah. like that. But you would hope that with a movie with a lot of, that's based on the comic book with a bunch of uh, special effects. Mm. That yeah. They would have at least one of those guys in there with them too. And then the third one was Brett Ratner plus the screenwriters. I think, okay. Which I want to say at least one of those guys was like the same guy who uh, co-wrote like the Transformers movies or something. I'm ah, not sure. Well, that um, explains a lot. <laughs> but yeah. that's actually, that's probably going to be the next film I watch is Transformers Part 1 mm-hmm. with and without commentary. Oh, what about Part 2? I don't, I don't own uh, that uh, one. brother. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> it's not a coincidence that I only own Part 1 and right. 3. Yeah. <laughs> and the third one's in Blu-ray so I can't watch it right now. Oh. But, uh, yeah. actually, Bummer. you know, if, Transformers is obviously probably going to be the biggest influence, I think, just because they're dealing with huge robots sure. and stuff like I can that. See that. I can see that. So, you know, I'm just going to take a couple notes and see what I can come out with. Battleship uh, can do it. 
Has any either of y'all seen that? I've seen the commercial. I don't have any interest in seeing Battleship at all. Yeah, Battleship's one of those films where when I saw the trailer, I was like, I'm just not interested. No. Yeah, like, where's the board pieces? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Where's the B5? Come on. It's like, (laughs) it's just kind of a plethora of these huge budget films like that coming out now. And after seeing Avengers, I don't really want to see anything else with huge, giant robots or anything, right? I'm kind of, I've got my feel on that for now. Sure. Looking forward to the Connect Four movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Going to be about spiders attack, attacking Earth. We got to make a. Yeah. I want to see Don't Wake Daddy. That. Don't Wake Daddy. You know, I think that'll be. Operation. Daddy's an alien. Yeah, and... you know, a great like uh, stealth operation where they have to sneak into the house and and not wake their father. But because he's abusive. It, you well, don't know that he's an alcoholic abusive. He's got to be an alien. There's also the, the operation game. Yes. Which could, uh, Work as well. Yeah. You can sneak into the house and like you have to perform an operation on some unknown without person. touching the without it's a, touching it's a his horror side. film. <laughs> if you touch the side of his arm, his head explodes. Oh, and you know they have to like remove the terrorist device that's oh, been in play. Oh, I just came up with the script. There it is. I wanna, I, I Copyright. Even though it's in 2012. I want to say like there's a fan made trailer for uh, operation. operation film or something I'm sure like there's, that. Fan, there's fan made trailers yeah. for a lot of things. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, I geeked out pretty hard on that, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go and I have I have, I have a little time off. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Sure. I have a little time off for my job, so I'm gonna be using a lot of that time to work on screenplays and uh and and do a lot of research and et cetera and stuff like that. So. Okay. Well, it sounds like you had a lot of fun. I, on the other hand, had a miserable experience uh, a couple days ago. Okay, so. Last year, uh, this game came out called Brink. It's a first-person shooter uh, yes. uh, made mm-hmm. by Splash Damage. A lot of hype behind it. Didn't really live up to its potential. So, uh, and, you know, I was kind of short of money. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to break my own rule and go to GameStop and trade it in. I mean, I, I, I very adamantly am against trading in games in general. But, mm-hmm. like, I... Yeah, I think, you, I I think you've mentioned that briefly before when yeah. we talked about the possibility of them like uh, starting to have the consoles to where they won't work with yeah with used like games, used games or whatever. Yeah. So uh, how was that game by the way? I was curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided, <laughs> all right, you know, I'm gonna go trade it in. So I go to GameStop uh, with Brink still in the slip sleeve and everything, and they I didn't trade it in because they were only gonna give me fifty five cents. Oh my for the game. God. Wait a second. Yes, fifty-five cents. I bought it brand new, sixty dollars. Fifty-five cents. It's not even. I don't Are even know kidding? if it's a whole year old. No, I'm not joking at all. Is is it that bad of a game? Like what? I mean, I don't. Uh, I wow. don't know if it was that fifty-five cents. Yeah, I think it's more of a, a case of there are so many of them that were traded in that they just have way oh, too many. Okay. They yeah, want to, you yeah. know, like the whole flooding the wow. market thing. So needless to say, I still have my copy of Brink because I would rather I can scrounge up fifty five cents. I'm right. not, you know, I'll, you let, probably, I'll keep this game. Yeah, I mean, you can probably just sell Fell it on to hard someone times. for ten bucks. At yeah. Least. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm. That just further uh, shows that I, I just don't want to deal with trading anything in at GameStop. That is just, <laughs> oh, that pisses me off. That pisses me right off. It yeah, really, it, it really me off too. Yeah. Kirk Russell, I think. God. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> that was Jeff Daniels. Okay. Oh, never mind. From uh, Dumb and Dumb. Oh, and that's one of my favorite movies ever. Fail. Oh, yep, big fail. fail. Oh, man. <laughs> we'll have, we have to edit that part out. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm ashamed of that. So, yeah. 50, unless uh, unless somebody out there wants to offer me 56 cents for this game, I'm keeping <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's 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 my little rant for the day. Oh, I can't man. believe that crap. So that was GameStop. That was GameStop. Yeah. yeah. 
We have some friends that work there. Oh, well. Bummer. <laughs> bummer indeed. Yeah. Well, maybe they can give well, me a better deal. Well, they don't come up with them. With the <laughs> I know. numbers, I'm yeah, sure. It's like a corporate They always thing. have to deal yeah. with, like, the brunt of it, though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, poor guy that has to tell somebody it's only for 55 cents. Yeah. You know? 55 cents. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, no, I'll just keep it. I wonder if there's a game that's less. Less than that? I'm sure Like, where they is. still will give you money. Yeah, but it's like a, a, a nickel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They can give you three cents. Like, you cents. can't just give me, like, cash? Because, you know, they you can uh, either yeah. use it to buy something else in the store and put it on a gift card, but right. if it's just 50 cents, well, you can't like just the... give me two quarters what, what do you think give you pocket link for this. <laughs> yeah come on what do you think the worst video game of all time is whatever that is um right? superman 64 i've heard that before oh, that was or awful. possibly uh the aquaman game if you walk in there with superman 64 <laughs> do they even sell 64 <laughs> games there still no no they don't take them like they even used oh, they, they just no, don't take them. they don't accept they don't even accept uh gamecube and xbox and ps2 games anymore like that they only sense. take current generation games, but if I, in all fairness, if I had a copy of Superman sixty four because it's supposed to be the worst game of all time, would I would it. keep it just right. because yeah. of the novelty. Yeah, like that, it's funny how things work nowadays to where like if something is really bad, it's in a lot of ways it's almost as valuable as something that's really good. Uh, yeah, just like you know, just to put it in for a laugh. To, to tie in my movie review, you know, this movie, The Last Dragon, was just kind of like critically panned when it came out. Sure, but it's just the greatest thing ever it's to got, me. It's the it's I the don't cult. Recommend that to anybody. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. 55 cents is ridiculous. I, oh, goodness gracious. It's not even a year old. That's I'm an just, insult. I'm, what system it was is it for? an insult. It was for Xbox 360. Okay. Oh, are you looking for it in a list? I, I'm looking at top 10 worst games, like Two Worlds is way up yeah, there. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be in the list of worst games of all time. It wasn't that terrible. It, it's more of the fact that, like, it, it promised so much that it didn't fulfill. Well, Coupled makes... with the fact that uh, during its launch... They had so many like server problems and the glitches in the game that you know it just yeah. that that critical period where people had to buy it, play it, and like it. They just you know were too many mistakes, and that's yeah. why you know it's so panned. I guess mm. that's why I don't want it. And nobody plays it, so I'm like, oh, it's a multiplayer only game. Let me get rid of it. Yeah, we'd like to hear your uh, <clears throat> if anyone has had any experiences like that. <laughs> yeah, if anybody worse than that, if anybody went to GameStop and they offered you less money for a game, let me know what game and how much that yes, was. Yes, please send us an email yeah. at geeklydose at gmail.com because we'll love to uh, read it on the air. <laughs> Lowest and, and laugh along with you. Yeah. Or at you. Um <laughs> uh, so yeah, send us an email about that. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Okay, well, at this point, um, I think what we're going to do is hand it over to Steven, where he's going to begin his part uh, one of his massive um, Zelda. Zelda-esque, um, I can't think Extravaganza. of a I was trying to think of a word that tied into like the Hyrule universe to oh, explain okay. that, but I can't think of anything. Um, I don't know. Epic. <laughs> Epic. There, there we go. you go. Uh, sure. Okay, well, um, the first thing I'm going to be talking about is a, a comic uh, based on The Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. I say based on because it's very loosely based on it. But this comic, I'm thinking there's a bunch of people out there that remember it ran for 12 issues in Nintendo Power back in uh, yes. back in 1992 from January to December. During uh, It was in volumes 32 to 43. Hmm. Yes. Now, uh, we, you know, me and my two brothers, we had a subscription to Nintendo Power. And we had these issues. Along with many others. I mean, we kind of kept a subscription for quite a while. Back when the magazine was worth getting. And there wasn't really a lot of other news sources out there for video games. It wasn't internet. This is true. Era. Yeah. So uh, the comic ran. And as a kid, I loved it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and I'm going to read it. Uh, and so I did. Uh, I found it online. They have several Zelda websites that just have the whole thing uploaded that you could just read it online. Because 
I don't even know if they actually sell it anywhere. Man. But uh, it was uh, written and drawn by this guy named Shotaro Ishinomori. I didn't want to get that wrong, so I wrote it down. I'm sure that's how he says it, too. Yeah, you know, with a <laughs> slight hesitation. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Ishinomori? <laughs> you wrote Zelda? Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting enough, this isn't the only uh, thing that he wrote and, uh, and drew, like, manga-wise. He actually did a lot. He's also, to tie it into something that we talked about earlier in the podcast, strangely enough... Uh, the creator of Super Sentai in Japan, which is, of course, Power oh, right, Rangers right, yes. in the United States. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I didn't even know you were going to talk about that, but uh, there you go. There we go. Yeah, so uh, it loosely follows the story of Link to the Past, uh, very loosely. Uh, but basically, Link, you know, he's a kid, he has to find the Master Sword, and then he has to defeat Ganon. And that's pretty <clears> much it. Uh, the art style was really good. I mean, it has that like old Japanese manga look to it that's really good. I don't know if the writing suffers because of the English translation, but I'll tell you one thing that does suffer. Anybody that reads manga knows that it's read from right to left as opposed to left to right. Mm-hmm. Now, nowadays, if you go to a store, you buy a manga, you know, you actually read it that like they print it normal uh, right to left and you read it backwards, you know, like like a Japanese book. But one thing that they used to do is they would just mirror the pages uh, and print it like that with English translations. They didn't mirror the pages, so the word bubbles were in a weird order if you were reading it. You know, like, you would still read it from, uh, what is it, left to right, like a normal English book, but they didn't change where the word bubbles were, so <laughs> the first thing said would be lower than the next thing said. So it often oh, okay. led to confusion as to who spoke first. All right. Yeah. So, uh, but that's really my only main complaint. I mean, like I said, it, it ran in Nintendo Power as like a really short thing. It wasn't supposed to be like a like a huge, epic, well done Zelda comic, and I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed going back and reading it because it kind of t- took me back to uh, you know, 1992. Which I can't believe is that long ago, but oh yeah, twenty yeah. years. And for a long time, we still had these issues in Nintendo Power, uh, but we, of course, we don't anymore. Uh, I am envious of anyone that still does because they had a bunch of comics that they read. They had like a Metroid one, Star Fox, and like Mario, all kinds <clears> of <throat> stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of miss the way Nintendo Power was back then because it was more strategy guide. Nowadays, they do like reviews and articles, but it's I don't know. It just seems weird because it's like. Yeah. You can't help but wonder if there's some kind of bias since it's by Nintendo, about Nintendo. You know, it's kind of like you don't read oh, yeah, the reviews point. of official Xbox magazine because can they hate Xbox games? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was still a popular magazine, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nintendo know. Power. That was the only one around. Yeah, of course. I had, um, I, I'm, it may have come along a little bit after. Well, obviously, I'm sure it did. Uh, but EGM, remember that one? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if they still make mm. those. They do. Electronic no, wait. gaming monthly. No, they don't. They oh, stopped. Right. I think last year they stopped. Really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. But I, I had a subscription the... to that for like a long time. Well, the, the great thing about EGM, the old issues were like super, super thick. Like they mm-hmm. had like hundreds of pages. But uh, towards the end, uh, like the last couple years, they've been like, they kind of cut the format down to like this really, I don't know, it was just like half the magazine that it used to be. And of course, you know, with uh, sales and all that stuff, I don't. I'm pretty sure they don't make it anymore. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. I think Game Pro and like Game Informer pretty much run the the show now. You yeah. still have Game Pro? Game uh, Pro's still going. Yeah, I'm really. sure I've seen is. that. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> but although uh, EGM isn't completely shut down because they still have the uh, website, which is One Up. Yeah. So, 
anybody that reads live them. on and yeah. on internet. They live on just like Wizard. Wizard magazine closed its doors last year, but they still yeah. have. They still technically do the magazine, but on the website. Right. Yeah. I mean, Makes you know, sense. printing costs are a lot cheaper. Too expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Being a uh, former magazine creator. Yeah. Oh, so. really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't. <clears throat> Yeah. He created Playboy. You know that? Yeah. Oh, okay. No. You're the guy. I was a graphic designer for several <laughs> magazines. <laughs> Playboy. Uh, okay, well, that's that's what I have to say about comics. But let's let's get into the, the real topic here, which is uh, last week, or was it? The, no, it was the week before last. Uh, I had a chance to go to Atlanta and go to one of the tour stops of the Legend of Zelda Symphony of the Goddess, which is the 25th anniversary... Uh, concerts tour i don't know it's but it was incredible you know they had people there in costume like you know fans like dressing up and they had merchandise that you could buy and uh interestingly enough it is the first video game themed video game a video game <laughs> themed concert to feature a complete four movement symphony oh yeah whatever that means well the way they had it set up was uh they had the symphony on stage with the conductor and then they had like a screen that would show like you know videos from the games and they did a great job. They had uh, three. They did three encores. Um, lots of standing ovations at the end. <laughs> uh, they did. Uh, let's see. The original Zelda game. They did Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. They did music from Link's Awakening. They did a couple of, like specific themes like Kakariko Village and, and Garadu Valley, I think. But uh, it was incredible. I highly recommend anybody that has a chance. It's still going on. Uh, if you go to Zelda-Symphony.com, uh, they have tour dates there, and I'm sure you can purchase your tickets on the website as well. And I highly recommend, even if you just want to go for the uh, the merchandise, like, you know, they have T-shirts that you can only get there. And they also have uh, music books. So if you want to yeah. learn how to play some Zelda music, uh, it was a fantastic experience. And uh, I, I could see on Tim's face that he's really jealous that I, <laughs> I get to go. Yeah, I am. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not the, the biggest Zelda fan yeah. ever or anything, but I mean, I don't dislike it either. I mean, I, I played Ocarina of Time sure. from start to finish, and that's one of my favorite games ever now. But um, I would I just would imagine this would be pretty amazing because I'm having flashbacks of, you know, I saw Star Wars in concert, so, you know, same premise, they played mm. all the music from the Star Wars films, you know, orchestra and symphony and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I could see that, did they, you may have said this already, but were they playing, like, footage from the games? And yeah, stuff they were. Too? Like, uh, basically, okay. uh, each movement was a game, and uh, the footage they showed, like, kind of took you through the story of that game as they were playing music to accompany it. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was phenomenal. That's cool. And mm. just to be, like, in a concert hall just full of other like huge fans of the games and you know they yeah. had people dressed up as Link and Ganon like, and Link stuff next yeah year. you know like it was, <laughs> it was really really awesome you know and I, I, I wish I could go again I, mean, I know that they have uh, two shows I think the, cl- the closest they're coming back is they have two shows in Houston hmm. but uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'll have a chance to see it a second time mm-hmm. but like I said if you go to Zelda-Symphony.com for tour dates uh, I highly recommend Anybody that's as big of a fan of the Zelda series as I am, it is my favorite series yeah. of uh, video games, and it was it was great. It was fantastic. That's cool. Um, what is that other uh, oh video games live that traveling yeah. Yeah. thing where they yeah. play all that? That came somewhere near us in the past year or yeah, two. like New Orleans or something. Yeah, and, um, uh, I know a couple of people that went. I think Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all of them went, um, and I wanted to go to that. 
but the only thing was is that it was a bunch of games that I never played. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I was like, well, if I haven't played the game, I don't know if I really want to hear the music. Well, but I mean, I would still check out Zelda though because I mean, there's just some this like iconic Zelda music. Of course, I mean, this you know is a I mean? series started in the '80s. Yeah, they have dozens of games. I've played, I think, all of them except for the CDI games. But you can't blame me on that because I didn't have a Philips CDI, and they were horrible games anyway. But, but still, mm. I mean, yeah, iconic music. You know, I'm sure you'd recognize at least uh, one or two of the themes that they mm-hmm. played. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was mm. just really good. Might be worth checking out just to see people dressed up. Oh yeah, I'm sure they yeah. have to be some pretty creative. I took uh, some pictures. I'll, yeah. show, I'll show you later the pictures okay. I took of the people in costume. Yeah, cool, cool. They're probably mostly, like I said, fat, fat links. Oh, <laughs> not everybody. <And> goth Zelda. <laughs> All right. Is that actually like Skinny a character on the Smash Brothers? Fat Link. Fat Link. <laughs> no, no. They could be. I'm sure they have a mod for that. You could somehow <laughs> mod for that. Oh, goodness, Fat Link. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Fat Link. Hashtag Fat Link. Please. <laughs> Welcome to the stage, your favorite hero, Link. And it's just like this really sweaty, obese guy. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Link. <laughs> You're not really Link. low. <laughs> 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 oh no! Here comes Ganondorf, and they have like the fake stage fight. <laughs> no, but then Ganondorf is like a little person. Yeah, so right. Just right. something completely unexpected. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious! Oh man. Okay, just go see the concert. Well, what else do we have, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, I'll be keeping an eye out for that if it comes near here. If I happen to find myself in Houston for some reason. Soon I'll go check it out. Yeah. But, um, okay, awesome. Well, from one legendary, iconic creation to another, mm-hmm. it's time for my review of The Last Dragon. Oh! <laughs> mm. So for those... <laughs> Come on. People are like, man, shut uh-uh, up. brother. <laughs> <laughs> look, I can personally... Look, I've seen most of the movie. I really enjoyed it. My brother... Uh, my, both of my brothers actually love this movie also. Yeah. I mean, you know, I have friends that like it, so... Oh, you you like crap. Go go (laughs) on with the review. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to read the brief, uh, you know, I have the actual CD case here with me. I'm just going to read the little summary on the back just so you can soak in the awesomeness that is this movie. Sure. Um, It says... Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Martial arts student Leroy Green is on a quest to obtain the elusive, all-powerful force known as the GLOW. Along the way, he must battle the evil, self-proclaimed Shogun of Harlem, a kung fu warrior also known as Shonuff, and uh, rescue and, res- <laughs> and rescue a beautiful singer okay, like from an crap. obsessed record promoter. <clears throat> so, listening to that, how can anyone not like this movie? I have no idea, saying, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not gonna work. So here's the thing, um, and I could be wrong about this. I'm sorry, I didn't. Um, well, it probably says it on the back of the CD, but I believe this movie came out in 85. Um, or so 84? I don't know. Somewhere <laughs> around the, the, the beginning, mid-80s, a movie called The Last Dragon was released. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... It's okay. The fact that it came out in the '80s is automatically you should already assume certain things about this movie. Okay, mm-hmm. there's going to be a certain level of campiness. Sure. There's going to be a certain level of cheesiness. They're going to take a music video break stuff. at some point. <laughs> there are they, several of those in this film. Yeah, basically. I know they used to do that a lot. <laughs> so it's you know understanding that when you go into the movie, 
don't be, you know, put off by that kind of stuff because that's the kind of stuff that makes this movie so great. There are certain movies that come from the 80s that people like because they're cheesy and stuff like that. This is one of those films. Um, but growing up for no. me, it was more so. <laughs> um, a couple things about this film is that, first of all, it's it's actually called Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. If anybody knows who Barry Gordy is, he was like the founder of Motown. So, <laughs> so he decided so to dabble in movies. So, of course, he made an action movie. Well, it's... Of course. It's, yeah, it's... Motown martial Step arts. one, yeah. Motown. Step two, <laughs> action movies. The true origins of this film is, is, is stuff like that. It's... You, you have a guy who's a, a mogul, and he's he's wondering, how can I be a part of this whole action film craze? You know, a lot you of don't. martial arts films and that kind of you stuff. You don't be out. part of it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure, it. I'm sure also there's the fact that, you know, at the time there weren't a lot of action films starring uh, African-American Thank cast. You. Well, that's where I was going with that. You know? Yeah, I was that's going, where you yeah. it's, it's It was more so that. It was like, how can I put out a film to where, you know, there's a lead African-American male as like the hero in it. And it's also like a martial arts, almost borderline fantasy type film. And that's what it was. So for me growing up, in case anyone is wondering, I am African-American. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you never told me that. <laughs> I don't, I don't see color. No. <laughs> for, for me growing up, it was like this, this movie pretty much represented, everything i wanted to be as like a six seven year old at that time first of all in a lot of 80s movies um they they all have a similar this is there's always this this thing about the guy ending up with the girl at the end of the movie okay it still happens in a lot of movies but it was more so that in the 80s you watch a lot of 80s movies that's always one of the main themes of it so first of all i wanted that there's this the lady in this film her name is vanity she played uh laura Mm. charles What's her last name? I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's her actual first name. That's not right. a real name. Uh, first name's Van. She was apparently she was apparently name. a protege of Prince. Van she was actually Itty. in a group called Vanity Six, which is like this group that Prince uh, discovered. And through that, because she was just a very beautiful lady, of course, she got a lot of other opportunities. But I had to, I had a major crush on her, so it was okay. You know, this guy not only gets her in the movie, but he's also a badass martial artist. So mm-hmm. coming up as a you know heterosexual African American male who loves martial arts, this movie was basically it just kind of uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I mean, it was just my dreams. It's your come, power fantasy. My dreams realized yeah. in real life, and it's just it it's amazing because it's yes, it's cheesy, okay, <laughs> but. You can appreciate in there. you can appreciate cheesiness to an extent. Okay, I mean, first of all, they call him Bruce Leroy in the movie. I mean, <laughs> that in itself would make you be like, "What the fuck is this movie about?" But you know, beyond that, it still has it has a good story in it. It, it it's one of those films that people quote a lot too, because mainly because of the character of Shona. Shona, <laughs> who's the uh, Shogun of Harlem, uh, and it's 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 awesome because. We actually get a lot of footage of Bruce Lee in this film, so they, you know, they had to go to someone to get uh, permission to to pay and, and use a, like actual footage of Bruce Lee and, and his movies and stuff like that. Because obviously, Bruce Leroy's mentor is, uh, you know, not his mentor, but you know, his inspiration, most influential character and person that he wants to be like is Bruce Lee. Um, 
so we get a little bit of that in there and it's 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 basically like motown's answer to other action films that were going on at the time and i mean sadly because it was motown it's it's very influenced by that kind of music and they do a lot of kind of pointless stuff like they'll show an extended part of a music video that they shouldn't show it for as long as they do so it's it's clear that they're trying to like well this is our new artist coming out <laughs> you know debarge <laughs> we've got debarge his album is going to be released next summer so here's a preview i mean but they don't get overboard with it but it's just kind of it's it's those moments that kind of take you out of the film let's take a groove break <laughs> and here's a new artist but from what i understand i think and I probably should have done more research on this, but I think this movie had like a budget of ten million or something like that, which you wouldn't think it would have that much, but you know, million. which yeah, I haven't seen it, so if you don't I'm, mind, because I could be first impressions for me. Yeah, I could be wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, it had a budget of ten million. Wow. It made twenty five million. No, well, it made its money back. It did. There you go. And one of the things about this film is that it came along during a period of time where it was really hard to market films like this with like a mostly African-American cast in it. So a lot of people believe that if it was marketed properly, this m- movie could have been a lot bigger than it is, mm-hmm. than it was. Because it's one of those films to where the critics didn't really like it, but if you were just looking for a fun movie with some cool martial arts in it, you know, all the things that you like about movies in one movie, then you would go see this. And uh, there was talk about they were trying to make a sequel at some point. Well, actually, the uh, the main guy who plays Leroy Green, his name is Ty Mock in real life. Uh, yes, for some reason he went by only his first name. <laughs> but uh, Destiny was doing it. Vanity <laughs> or Vanity, whatever the hell her name is. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> but she was a mu- she was a musician, so it was a little more understandable with her. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, if you say so. Yeah. Um, but actually, he was, and this was relatively recently, he was trying to um, write a script for a second one and campaign to get a sequel made. And I don't think he made much headway with that. But what did happen is that uh, they were talking about doing a remake of it. And it got as far as to actually starting to cast. Um, I think the RZA from uh, Wu-Tang Clan, he, you know, he's like a producer now and he's, a, he's obviously a composer and all that kind of stuff. I think he was going to be one of the, um, you know, one of the big names behind that. Also, Samuel L. Jackson, who he's in everything. For some reason, decided would he be, he he be Shonuff? For some reason, he decided <laughs> he's going like to cast himself as Shonuff. Mm-hmm. So, if you haven't seen this film, okay, first of all, you can you can buy the DVD on Amazon for cheap. You can probably get it in Walmart bargain bin or something. I mean, it's just it's you know it's an old film. But there is this this guy. He's played by Julius Carey. Uh, <clears throat> name you know his name is shown up and he's he's really over the top and like but it's really funny at the same time you know it's it's not like stupid to where you're gonna be like oh my goodness I have to turn this film off it's like it's really it, it's funny basically it almost seems like it can be a parody of 80s action films in some ways you know mm-hmm. I don't think that that's what they were going for but it kind of it kind of comes across like that but it, it's pretty cool, and this character that he plays, you know, he's he's a very angry African-American man, and some people, it, it wouldn't be hard to envision Sam Jackson in that role. Except for me, I think Sam Jackson is too old to really yeah. play a role like that, because, I mean, this guy was in his 20s, I think, whenever 
this film came out and Sam is like pushing sixty or something yeah. now, isn't he? I mean, yeah. he, he's getting up there. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily want to see that. And you may be wondering, well, if this is one of your favorite movies of all time, how do you feel about the possibility of them remaking it? And initially, I was like, I don't want to see him do it because this is one of my favorite films. But you know. Like I said before, I'm an aspiring screenwriter. You know, I have to sure. look. I look at it from a film industry market sort of standpoint. Mm-hmm. And if it means that more people will be exposed to this this film and the potential that you know they could they could very easily do a trilogy out of it if they really wanted to and if it was done right. You mean another <clears> one <throat> after this and not a remake? No, I meant uh, a remake. Like if they if they oh, rebooted okay. like and started like a franchise out of it. They could, yeah. they could do it because just there's a lot of story that can be told if it was done right. So I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. And I've actually thought about several times just writing one myself just for the heck of it. Just to say, OK, you know, how how would I handle a remake of this film? How would I reboot it? And I may even do it just for the hell of it. Who knows? I might just write a treatment for it or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or at least I mean, a concept. Yeah. Um, but they were talking about doing that. and But that was... Probably the, I mean, the last news on that was probably about two years ago, and for some reason, never made any more uh, headway on that, as far as I know. I mean, they they were even talking to Rihanna about playing the role that Vanity played in this film, and I think she was on board for that. I don't think she'd be on it now because apparently, since she's done Battleship, she thinks she she's it. the greatest no. <laughs> actor ever, or something. I'm being. And the you're gonna stop bashing it. You haven't seen it. <laughs> as a matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to leave this here with you. Oh, no. And I want you to watch it. Oh, there's your homework. <laughs> it's a good... I don't have a DVD player. It's It, it <laughs> sounds really dumb, but it's, you know, a lot of movies that you liked growing up. I can see that on the tag, now, you know. It, it sounds really dumb, Dash Timbridge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... it's, it's I mean, I'm, this is how much I, I used to love this film. Uh I don't, I don't know if TriStar even still exists, okay, the production company. Mm-hmm. But they used to have this logo where it was like this Pegasus. Yeah. And Pegasus. he would like jump over the TriStar logo. Sure. After I saw this film, anytime I saw that logo or that little clip coming up, I was hoping that it was Elias Dragon. Oh, like I, I literally remember I, myself seeing that and saying, man, I hope it's coming I out. I do that with New Line Cinema for really? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, see, like that's <laughs> that means that that film had a lot of effect on you, right? Yeah, I guess and so. And The Last Dragon had a lot of effect on me because every time I saw that, I always hoped that that film was coming on because this was before the internet and you know all the stuff. All we have is like a TV guide, and mm-hmm. maybe you didn't have that. <laughs> you know, so I didn't know what was coming on. There was no preview channel and all the TV guide channel and all that shit. Um, but I just, when I think about special things in my life, this film is one of those things. You know, and <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. If you watch it now, you'll probably be like, what the hell is the big deal about this? But imagine being a seven-year-old African-American male and watching something you've just never really seen. You've just never really seen. Like, it made you believe, wow, I can be a martial arts master one day, you know, and get the girl in the end. (laughs) And I still haven't let go of that dream. I still want to be a martial arts master one day. Not going to (laughs) work. But this this movie is just fantastic. I mean, for the very little uh, special effects they have in there actually look pretty good. Uh, still still hold up. Even the glow? 
Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I'm talking about. Because yeah. that's, that's pretty much the only special effects in the film, is the glow. Um, and, you know, it's... I downloaded the soundtrack to the movie. It's just, it's one of those films that just brings back so many great memories. And, and it's, I can't say enough about how much this movie means to me. And um, I'm about to tear up. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Somebody get a napkin. But yes, so <laughs> I won't keep this much longer, but... Um, if you're looking, if you're curious at all, I mean, you know, I don't think the film really airs on TV anymore or anything like that. Unless, I don't know, maybe on some expanded uh, cable channels or something. Yeah, I'm sure it might come on. Uh, they have a new channel called The the Bounce, I think. Really? Uh, but they kind of show uh, some of the older movies. Like, it's, it's predominantly African-American, like, mm-hmm type channel yeah um so i wouldn't be surprised if they actually show this movie because they show stuff like this okay we'll keep an eye out for the last dragon and like i said you can get it pretty cheaply if you don't if you if you're on the fence about it go on youtube i mean of course you can find trailers and all this kind of stuff and at the very least it'll be a fun movie that you'll just get a good laugh out of because of how cheesy it is in a lot of ways you know i have to say though that it it's not necessarily that the uh the act the acting isn't bad it's, it's, it's just the dialogue, you know, it's the dialogue and the characters that are kind of cheesy. And actually, one of these ladies uh, is an actress named Faith Prince, who's in this film that plays uh, Angela. And she's like really good in this film. Like right now, I think she's like an award winning Broadway actress now. And I can see why. If you watch her in this film, you see how like she plays a really ditzy girl, but it's she even manages to bring like some emotional depth <laughs> to this character, which I don't know how she did that, but she does it. And, and, and it's awesome. I mean, you know, we all have our favorite movies from like growing up, and this is definitely in my top three favorite films of all time in terms of me being a kid. You know, now if I'm going to start looking at like exposition and screenwriting and all that stuff well i'm gonna have a different list for that but as far as just being like you know a kid growing up is definitely one of my favorite films ever so hope you like crap (laughs) (laughs) on that note um okay well that was my review of the last dragon so at this point we're going to go into a preview review oh oh, right now yes i was watching these last dragon clips All right, pre-review after seeing this. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. It's, uh, okay. Anyways, preview review. We're watching the Maniac Red Band trailer starring Elijah Wood, America, Olivia, mm-hmm. and Nora Arnazender. Arnazender? Arnazender. I just want to say Airbender because it just reminds me. Nora, Nora Airbender. Airbender. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call her Nora Airbender. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Maniac. It's a uh, it's a remake of the original about a deranged serial killer in New York and premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. So, with your history of Elijah Wood, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much all we got to go by here. Yeah. And I guess uh, if Unless you saw you've the, seen original, the original which I Maniac, which, yeah, I didn't think so. How do you feel about the other Elijah Wood movies you've seen? Uh, He's been around forever. Yeah, uh, Good Son. <laughs> I saw Good Son. Yeah. Good Son is like, uh, I really like that movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Uh, I mean, I saw it. it was a while ago, so I don't really remember too much. He and Macaulay Culkin were pretty good in that movie together. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he hasn't done Wilfred. many 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he also was in Sin City, but it's yeah. not like he had really dialogue or anything. <laughs> and everything like, is illuminated. Yeah, I, Elijah Wood is one of those actors that, like, I would say made a successful transition from a child actor to an adult actor. And sure. I've always liked him. You know, he's just very likable. Um, however, you know, he hasn't really, as far as I'm aware, he hasn't done any big budget stuff lately. Well, he's going to be in The Hobbit. Yeah, that's going to be pretty Well, how, how much of him do you think we're going to get in that, though? I think you know? he's going to open the movies Yeah. Uh, hmm. for, like, like a, a brief scene in the opening to, like, kind of reintroduce the world. But he's not, like, an actual character. Because uh, Frodo isn't around during The Hobbit, obviously. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah. But he's definitely in it. I think... I Some think happy feet. Yeah, I think <laughs> what uh, they plan is is that he, him and, like, the other Hobbits or whatever, he's going to have the book that... Uh, Bilbo gave him, mm-hmm. um, and he's it's gonna kind of be like him reading it, and then it's gonna come uh, to me. I think that's what it's gonna be, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know for sure. Interesting, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see something like that happening, yeah. Um, well, as so far just as based on uh, what you've heard so far, Maniac Killer, or Deranged Serial Killer in New York, starting is, Elijah, is Wood. Elijah Wood the killer? We'll have to wait and see, probably. Uh, okay. I would, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that he is, I mean, because. If he's not, then that would make one of these other people the star, quote unquote, of the film. Yeah. And there's no way because he could we, just be dealing with the, the killer, people. you know, kind of like a scream or a, I know what you did last summer type of deal. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, even Where though it's, it's kind of more about the, somebody else yeah. and the killer is there. He's just dealing with it. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard or if to he, Or maybe he's a cop. Elijah Wood, yeah. like being a serial killer. <laughs> is it? But, I don't know. Uh, I, well, I think I can. He he was in Sin City, wasn't he? Like some kind of crazy sure. like per- yeah. he like he ate people or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna go, but just because it's it's not based on the fact that he hasn't been in anything that huge lately. I'm gonna say trailer failure because I feel like mm. this is not gonna be that interesting of a trailer. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna go with teaser pleaser. I think uh, I I don't know. I feel like like he's gonna come on screen and light it up. You know. All right. Well, yeah. let's see him light it up or fail miserably in <laughs> Maniac, the Red Band trailer. It's a good segue. <laughs> uh, that was a weird so, noise. Why does it sound like crap? What do you do? Oh, we're watching the French version. Of no, Are no, you no. An artist? Maybe you can tell me. Boobies. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right there. Oh, she about to get got. <laughs> Please don't scream. You're so beautiful. Nice. Is this your shop? What does this seem yeah. like a bootleg? Um, it's amazing. It's not. <laughs> The name on the sign. Sounds like it, but the look isn't too bad. My mother. She's gone now. Do you never feel lonely? That's why I was calling. Why are you scared? <laughs> why? Mm. They will never understand. Guess I know who the killer is. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you keep a secret. If you can't, 
and you'll be alone. You hear that? A lot of you. Definitely looks very uh, artsy. I'm scared now. Uh oh. <laughs> Sleep with the lights on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust Elijah Wood, y'all. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Don't let him get near you. Well, thoughts? Uh, I thought it looked good. You know, for the type of movie that it is. Yeah, yeah, if you're in the yeah. horror genre. Mm hmm. I mean, they don't really show, like, too much. I don't really know what it's about other than him going around killing people because you don't really get much plot in the trailer. But mm -hmm. I think from what they showed, it, it definitely uh, piqued my interest. So you're going to... Um, what? Stick with... Teaser Pleaser, yeah. Okay. I'm going to stick with Teaser teaser Pleasure. Uh, Okay, teaser yeah, I'll go pleasure. with that. I'll, I'll switch it up and go with Teaser Pleaser now that I've seen it. Mm -hmm. Um. I guess there's something really uh, interesting about seeing someone that you would never imagine in a role, in that role, mm -hmm. and then pull it off, you know? I mean, of course, I haven't seen the film, but he looks like a maniac in the trailer, so uh, it looks interesting. I mean, I, I, I would definitely want to check it out. I mean, I haven't seen the original. Uh, when did the original come out? 1980. 1980? So, yeah, like I was saying, probably pretty cheesy and... Okay. <laughs> it's a movie from the eighties, so because yeah. we just talked about one. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that looks like well, you know, maybe I might check it out if it's on Netflix. You know, I'm, I'm always up for discovering uh, yeah. an older movie. A man who was previously abused by his mother takes out his frustrations on innocent women. He scalps them and uses their hair to make wigs for dot dot dot. That's all they read. <laughs> I clicked on that, and nothing came yeah. up. But that's that's enough to get an idea. So mm -hmm. he makes wigs out of women. Great. Great. Good stuff. Yeah, I can see myself wanting to watch that. I, mean, I can see myself wanting to do that. Yeah, if I was... <laughs> if I, was <laughs> I can see myself wanting to watch women get scalped. Yeah, yeah um, I can see myself doing that again. If I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm tell you the time looking for I something to watch somewhere. and I see that <laughs> and it's an option, I would, I would, I would pick it. Sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pass it up. Uh, I've seen worse horror movies, so. I take some yeah. trophies. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So a remake of an old '80s horror flick. Sure. Cool. We and got I'm, two teaser pleasers then. Yeah, I'm guessing um, it's just doing the festival thing now, right? Yeah, cans. Yeah. And where it goes from there. Anyway, straight to the DVD. Okay. Yeah. Could, yeah. <laughs> possibly. I could. 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 <laughs> Tim's broken again. I gotta wind him back up. Gotta replace my chip. <laughs> okay. It was not my fault. <laughs> Two teaser blazers. Yes. Check yes. it out for yourself on YouTube, etc. Maniac, the uh, remake of the '80s uh, Maniac horror film. Mm -hmm. So at yep. this point, uh, I'm going to hand it over to our own personal maniac, oh, Stephen Nosentelli. I'm crazy for <laughs> <laughs> this game review. Yes, today I'm talking about The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, finally. Yeah, thank you for that. Nice little music. <laughs> uh, the game came out November 20th of uh, 2011, that was last year. And I only just had a chance to finish because it happened to come out at the same time as a lot of really big games. Uh, n not the least of which is Skyrim, Uncharted 3, uh, 
Batman Arkham City, Saints Row the Third, uh, you know, just huge games all coming out like within two weeks of each yeah. other. Just made it really hard for me to sit down and finally uh, play through the game. But I did, and I have to say I truly enjoyed it, and I truly didn't. Okay. <laughs> yes. Interesting. That's an interesting way of putting it. Uh, so first of all, I'm going to talk about the story before, uh, which is the good part. I'll do the good first, and then I'll go into the bad. The story. Uh, it's supposed to take place before all the other games, early in the history of uh, Hyrule, and it's kind of about the Master Sword and like where it came from, how it was forged. Uh, basically, you play Link, Zelda goes missing, and you have to rescue her from evil, which is just the plot of, of the majority of the games. I won't yes. say all of them, but, uh, but the, they did the story so well, and they kept doing new things that they hadn't done in other Zelda games, and the way they presented... Uh, the dungeons it was a lot more organic it wasn't it was basically instead of like doing a dungeon then you go in the overworld talk to some people and then you do another dungeon mm -hmm. but the way this game worked is rather than having large dungeons uh they would have smaller dungeons but the area of the overworld leading to the dungeon was kind of dungeon-esque so it was kind of just one seamless dungeon the negative side of that is the fact that there was only one town in the game which is the town where you come from skyloft uh so there wasn't a lot of new locales, which also was interesting because since there was only really three uh, areas to the world uh, with the dungeons in it, you went back to them a lot. So it was kind of a, too much backtracking for my, my taste, too mm -hmm. many. Uh, one particular boss you fought like five times and I kind of got tired of it. Mm. But, uh, but, this, but I mean... It's easy to look past it if you love the Zelda series. It's, it's weird with this type of game because no matter how bad you might think it is as a Legend of Zelda game, it's still an incredibly good game when you compare it to just everything else out there. I mean, it's the cream of the crop. It is, you know, Nintendo at their best. Uh, so even, even though there were some things about the game that I didn't like, I still liked it better than a lot of other games out there. My main problem with the game comes in with the controls. So... Of course, it's for the Wii, so it's a motion-controlled game. Mm -hmm. Now, this is the best use of motion control and the best implementation of it that I've ever had a chance to experience. Hmm. I mean, you move the sword, uh, what they call one-to-one -one sword movement, which is basically whatever you do with the controller, you know, he does with his sword. But the problem is the fact hmm. that even though it's the best motion controls I've ever used, it still doesn't work as well as it should. Right. Uh. Of course, that means every other game out there is really bad, and they really are, <laughs> if you think about it. They really are. Uh, so basically, if you swing the Wiimote, you're supposed to swing your sword, but uh, the way they do the combat is kind of like positioning, like the enemies will like block a certain way, so you have to move the sword to hit them a certain way. So you have to pray that when you're moving the sword into position, it's not thinking you're trying to swing, mm -hmm. which it does sometimes. And so you'll end up, like, getting electrocuted when all you wanted to do was move your sword to the left. I mean, there are right. things you can do to kind of, like, fix the situation for yourself. But you shouldn't have to. It should just work the way it's supposed to work. Yeah, you're right. Um, and another thing that really shows that, it's, that motion controls really aren't ready is all of the recalibration. Basically, anytime you're doing something where you're supposed to be aiming, like with your slingshot, your bow and arrow, or, you know, whatever, your, your hook shots... Uh, if you press down on the control pad, it'll recenter uh, and kind of like help recalibrate the uh, controller. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. But the fact that you have to do that every five seconds means that it's something isn't quite right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to adjust that many times just to shoot your arrow at something. No, you shouldn't. No. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, found a heart piece. Uh, but, I mean, you know. If you can get past the controls, which are really easy to get past because, like I said, it is the best motion controls I've ever had, despite wanting, at the end of it, wanting a regular controller. And I'm kind of hoping that if they, when they make another one for the Wii U, uh, that it's less like this. Although the way the controller looks, it can't be like this because it's, they've got like that uh, tablet thing. But anyway, uh, the story is phenomenal. Uh, the game really is good. And I would say that uh, story-wise, this is probably uh, in the top three Zelda games for me. My favorite is always Mm. still Wind Waker. Uh, And I really like Majora's Mask. But the way they handle the story and the characters in this game, the way they develop uh, the relationship between Link and his sword and Zelda, uh, like, it's all phenomenal. And they do so many, like, nods to the other games, especially Ocarina of Time, Mm -hmm. uh, to show, like... You an example of that? Yeah, basically... uh, there are some characters in Ocarina of Time, uh, like the owl, Kabora uh, Gabora, uh, where you're like, all right, it's just a talking owl. But in this game, you kind of find out that uh, the headmaster of the school that you're going to, his name is uh, Headmaster Gabora, and uh, okay. you kind of get the sense at the end of the game that um, because of the events leading up to the bad guy uh, coming out uh, and then getting defeated, that uh, there's kind of like this cycle of reincarnation that the main characters go through, which is why there's always a Link and a Zelda. Right. And uh, an evil person, even if it's not Ganon. Um, which it wasn't Ganon in this game. Hmm. Uh, and, and you know, Well, it makes sense because technically, timeline-wise, Ocarina of Time is supposed to be the first time Ganon's been introduced into the their world. Mm. So since this takes place before everything, you know, how would he be the villain? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't realize there was like a definitive type of chronology to uh, these the stories. And well, the games it's and interesting stuff. because, of course, since it, the st- series started in the '80s, and like a lot of things back then, there wasn't technically. Uh, it's it's they very much had to retroactively go back and kind of tie things right. together, and you can tell that that's what they wanted to do with this game to really cement, uh, like the the events and the the you know like the timeline that it's supposed to take place in, mm-hmm. and I know before this game came out a, a couple months ago, they came out with this thing called uh, the Hillian something I don't know, but it's basically a book that Nintendo officially put out showing the timeline that the games take place in, mm-hmm. uh, with gaps between because obviously you know they can't there there are no true direct sequels uh, in the Legend of Zelda series I guess except for the first two. Uh, but I think that's the only one. Oh well, I guess Majora's Mask is technically a direct sequel to Ocarina of Time, but uh, even then, it's like the story is completely different anyway. Right. But um. But yeah. Uh, I. You know, if you enjoyed the Zelda games, then I'm sure you've already played this anyway. Uh, so you don't need me telling you to go out to buy it. But you should if you haven't played. <laughs> especially if you're looking for something to justify your purchase of the Wii. Or something to show you uh, the promise behind motion controls that a lot of games out there aren't really delivering on. This game really does a good job of it. Uh, and it, the, like I said, the story is phenomenal. I, it kept me on my toes. Every time something happened that was supposed to be funny, it was funny. And, you know, when there was like a dramatic moment, you know, it, it really was intense. And sometimes you didn't quite know where things were going because they really took some risk with the storytelling. It wasn't just 
the same thing over and over. I know a lot of people complain that uh, Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time and Link, Link to the Past are just the same story. And, you know, that kind of feels that way when you play. And when you play Ocarina of Time, it kind of really is just Link to the Past. Yeah. Although, the reason for that is because when Ocarina was being developed, it wasn't supposed to be a huge RPG. It just kind of developed into that. Uh, but that's hmm. really beside the point there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this game. I just wish that the controls weren't as frustrating as they were. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, have you had any... Uh, I know you have a Kinect, Jesse. I don't mm-hmm. know if, Tim, if you've played anything with motion, if you have, like, any experience with uh, a motion control game. Yeah, I mean, I've played Wii a bunch of times and also Kinect. Um, I haven't... <clears throat> never tried the PlayStation Move. Um, but, I mean, I've never really played a game like this. It's always been, like, bowling like a, yeah, like or a something like game. that. And, and in those kinds of games, I guess it's... A little bit more forgivable, yeah. If that's a word, but when you're going not. through a like 40-hour RPG, yeah, I could see that being pretty annoying after a while. If you're just trying to do something really specific and tedious, yeah. for lack of a better word, yeah, I don't think it would work that. as a connect game because you'd have to be standing in front of your television exactly. the entire time. Exactly. And another thing is like, you know, the the whole thing with motion games is the assumption that you have no physical handicaps. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's not right. the case with everybody <laughs> in the world, especially gamers. Yeah. You know, yeah. there are gamers out there that aren't, you know, as athletically inclined, and that's why they're gamers. I mean, just to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, in, in fact, one of the main issues I had with this game, there's a mini game later in the uh, later on where you have to shoot pumpkins with a bow and arrow as they're being tossed across the screen. Mm-hmm. Now, my hands have a tendency to shake a little, and so it was almost impossible for me mm. to actually complete this mini game. Hmm. Like, I would try to hold my hand still, because it's not like uh, Twilight Princess, where when you aim, you're aiming at the sensor bar, and so you're technically using infrared and aiming at the screen. As much as with the Wii Motion Plus, uh, you just aim, and it detects, it tracks the motion of the controller, and that's how it adjusts where you're aiming on the screen. You're not actually aiming at the screen. You don't even have to. You could aim, like, the opposite direction, as long as you uh calibrate it to detect that as forward you know that's what it is and so you know i didn't that kind of made it comfortable because i could sit on my chair which doesn't directly face my tv and still play without having to sit weird Mm -hmm. but uh but just the fact that like i said all the recalibrating and the fact that you know my hands i can't keep my hand like literally perfectly still and level like for like an hour at a time like you know like there are just some things flying around uh, with the beetle, which is the first item you get in the dungeon, is really, like, I never got the hang of it. And I, like I said, I spent like 50 hours playing this game, and at the end, I still had trouble flying the beetle. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Did it have an option for you to just play with the just regular no. controller? No. no, it did not. Uh, the only you know, option... I would think all these games would come with that. The only yeah. option is the Wii Motion Plus. Uh, and if you don't have Wii Motion Plus, you have to get one. You know, which is the extra thing that you attach to the Wiimote. Although, since I bought the special edition, it came with a Wii Motion Plus controller. So, you know, that kind of offset that price. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's just motion controls just, I just, I don't see them unless you can get them to work perfectly, which you can't right now. Like, there's just the technical limitation of it. I just don't see this being viable for this type of game. Right. It just seems like that whole concept just works better when you're 
doing Zumba or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, like, exactly. like whatever the hell it is. If it's some kind of physical game where you're dancing or something, ain't nobody got time for <laughs> Seems to work much better for that. Yeah. But I don't know if I could sit down and try to play like an actual, you know, game like this. Yeah. Epic. And one of the things that, uh, that you kind of have to like adjust your mind in is let's say, uh, you have your controller in your hand and you're pointing it forward. And you want to move your sword to the right. Now, naturally, you would use either your elbow or your shoulder to sure. to adjust. But that's not what they want you to do. They want you to play with your wrist because it's not detecting the movement of the controllers, detecting the turning and the tilting on the yeah. center oh, axis right, of right. it. So, until you like discover that that's what it's detecting, which I didn't discover until like halfway through the game. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sh I'm supposed to be using my wrist, not my arm. You know, and that that just it just threw off the the way I would naturally organically hold something, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I just... If you can get past the controls, uh, the game is incredible. I still highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. um, I still highly recommend you trying... Because, you know, maybe when you're playing it, you'll be like, these controls work beautifully. I don't know what Stephen yeah. was talking about. But, uh, and truly, they do work better than I've ever seen any other game use. But, uh, I don't know. I just... Motion controls, for me, is just not the answer. But uh, I, you know, I don't want to give spoilers, obviously. But the story is phenomenal, and it's it's worth seeing if you love the Zelda series. You've, I'm sure you've already played it. But you know, if you love the Zelda series and you want to see like where these characters came from, this is as close to an origin of Link, Zelda, the Master Sword, and Ganon, and all that as as you're gonna get. So yeah, wow. Yeah, I I highly recommend it. But I also recommend that you go into it with an understanding of the way the controls work because mm -hmm. you know if like i said like it took me half the game to figure out how to accurately use my sword and that's my main way of fighting you know so i don't know there's just some things they could have done better but uh other than that i it's an incredible game hmm. okay cool yeah i don't have a Wii, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> well neither do i <laughs> well a lot of people have one even if yeah. they don't use it anymore yeah, it's sold incredibly true. Yeah, very, very seldom do you actually hear anything bad about Zelda games. Yeah. So it's, it's, like it's a pretty safe bet to just get all of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I've played all the games. Yeah. I still, since this is the first game uh, in the official timeline that I, I kind of saved, uh, saved it to my computer. So I want to go through and actually play them in order. Yeah. Uh, I know the next game is the Minish Cap, which came out for the GBA, uh, which I have. So I'm going to play through that. But, mm. uh, but yeah, like... Highly recommend it if you love Zelda games. It's just the controls. The only complaint I have is the mm. controls. So, sure, no, it was not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome, awesome. Uh, Steven's review of uh, Skyward Sword: Legend of Zelda. Yeah, of course. Can't go wrong with the Zelda franchise. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. want to thank our producer Jesse for for playing this music. Oh yeah. Getting yeah. us in that Zelda in mood. Zelda mood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just a little random fact here. Which, sure. Uh, of course, you know, as a kid, I always wondered who Zelda was. Mm -hmm. Because, I don't know, for some reason it just wasn't clear. Because you're not playing her. Right. Yeah. In, like, the beginning. Because that, that's just something that wasn't that common. What kind of an idiot are you? <laughs> <laughs> if you had a video game and uh, it was named after the hero or something else yeah. completely. You it know? wasn't a super... Well, I would say Super Princess Peach, but that is a game in which you play Princess Peach. But uh, but you know what I mean. You know, Super Mario <laughs> yeah, was Mario named after Mario. Mario. Interestingly enough, uh, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening for the Game Boy 
is the very first game I ever played through completion. Oh, okay. Yeah, and any other game, especially one of that length. Any other game, like, you know, I was young. I mean, the fact that you remember that is pretty impressive. Oh, I remember uh, sitting on my bunk bed, finishing it, and, like, seeing the the end on the screen, yeah. and not turning the Game Boy off, and just leaving mm-hmm. it there, because <laughs> it was an accomplishment to but, me. Yeah, you know what, I can you see play that. Back. <sighs> yeah, it was A lot the, of the first games I played, I never actually finished. Exactly. It was really I mean, hard. Like when I was Zelda being one of them, Super Mar- um, Mario Bros. being another. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was really little and we had an NES, you know, the majority of the games, like, you know, we had, like, Ninja Gaiden, and nobody finished no, that no, game. Those games have not been beaten to this day. No, but, you know, like, the <laughs> fact that it was the first game that I ever played through to completion, it was my first Zelda game, it was the first game of its, like, it was an RPG with a story, then, you know, I wasn't used to that, I was used to, you know, platforms and stuff, so, yeah, it, it holds a very special place in my heart, and I'll, I'll always remember it. Cool. Yeah. We used to have the, uh, you know, Legend of Zelda, like, the first one, mm-hmm. like, it was the gold Nintendo yes. cartridge. I have a, I have a copy. I right. so wish we still had it. There's one in this house. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I have a copy for now. For now. <laughs> uh-uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, the only I own all of them. The only Zelda game I don't own is uh, Spirit Tracks, which was the second DS game that came out. Uh, but since I, I want to get it, and since I own all of them, I want to play through them in the order that Nintendo says they take place in to see if they actually hmm. tie together some sort of way, so I, that's definitely something that I'm going to be working on. Like playing all of them? Yeah, every single one. You know, if you do I that, like we're going to have to document going. it somehow. I already won't. Like, we're going to have to make, like, an actual, like, documentary <laughs> on you doing that. Well, I already oh, played geez. through Skyward Sword, but we could open it with me saying, oh, I finished Skyward Sword, now I'm going to, you know. <laughs> because I don't know that, like, I want to play through it again to experience the story again, but uh, I don't know, the controls are very off-putting for me. Although maybe it'll be easier now since... Like I said, at the end, I became accustomed to how you're supposed to control everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe now, going back, it'll be easier than it was. This saga isn't complete, is it? Yeah. What do you mean? It's not a completed saga. I mean... No, there's always there's always going to be, games. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're going to have one come out for the <laughs> Wii U and... Stop rubbing your face on that cartridge. <laughs> oh, it's a lot shinier it's than warm, mine. Just like the yeah, yeah. Mine is a bit uh, worn out, so it's not That's as shiny. That's my wife's, actually. And yeah. she... She had two of them, but that one's better condition, so she kept that one. Yeah. My sister, my um, Gifted older the sister, other one. was the only one mm. who ever beat this game on like our entire street. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no one else could do it. She walked with I've pride played, down the road. She did. I've played through half of the original Zelda uh, on my 3DS, interestingly enough, because uh, I have downloaded, and this is going to make it a lot easier for me to play through them, mm-hmm. uh, the first two NES Zeldas, Minish Cap, uh, Link's Awakening and I think one of the Four Swords. Like I have them downloaded on my 3DS, and I have the Ocarina of Time re-release on 3DS. So uh, that's gonna make it easier for me to not have to re-hook up my NES or my N64 to play through these games. Yeah, yeah. So because we all know how difficult that is. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'd have to get them out <laughs> of the closet and like make sure that it still works. I didn't mention this, but I just hooked up my uh, PS2 and my Dreamcast. Well, yeah, my but, PS3 died. Oh, there <laughs> I had go. to have something to, to play. Mix their in power fairness, together. <laughs> in all fairness, if I had, I think that's a neat idea. If I had a, a entertainment center with the space, I would have everything hooked up. You know, I have an yeah. NES, I have a 64. Like that picture circulating on the internet of somebody yeah. who has like this this amazing setup with like his flat screen and he's got like this case that was probably custom 
made with like every console that was ever yeah, made. It's like a in six it by six like shelf of like. Oh, everything. I mean, if sick. If I could, I would. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean, the like. Well, you can. I mean, I just, know. Just have somebody build one. Yeah, that's true. Pay Jesse to do it. He knows how to build stuff. <laughs> I don't know about. <laughs> I don't know about paying him. But <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be ridiculous uh, here. But I mean, you know, like I have these old consoles that are kind of in storage. You know, like in my hall closet. Yeah. If I had them with it, well, I don't have that many. Yeah. <laughs> right now, both my PS2 and my Dreamcast are both connected at the same time. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is switch inputs. Yeah, you know, and you know they have the uh, like the little switcher boxes where you just hook them all in and press whatever one you want. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's what what what, uh, what consoles do you have? Uh, I have an NES. Uh, obviously, I have the 360, the PS3, and the Wii, and I have my N64. I don't think we. I don't know. I don't have a Super Nintendo or Genesis anymore. Mm. But those are the ones I have. But that's still five systems. I mean, that's that's still pretty good. Now check this out. Okay. Yeah, this I haven't seen photo. this before. Wow. Um, what did you Google to find that? I uh, googled like um, every console entertainment center, and okay. it was like the third image in Google Images. Well, you so even Google like the images of that there. if you want to see this picture that we're talking about. It's basically a TV set up on a you know. A it's like a four center. by six. Uh, square shelf there and just as mm-hmm. every console and then he has some on top and I know he has some in the rest of the room yeah. like all the handhelds yeah ever I mean made. in all fairness like since I have a Wii I don't need a GameCube because it's backwards compatible mm-hmm. as is my PS3 for PS2 games uh, so I mean you know I, I wouldn't need like this much space <laughs> but I would love to find a Super Nintendo Genesis and a Dreamcast to hook up someone needs to tell me you can only play one at a time yeah, <laughs> that's another. Yeah, it's thing. all for show. Yeah, it's all for show. Not Which, gonna work. No, no, it's not. But still, the Zelda series holds such a special place in my heart. So, I, it was a it was a hoot to see you know the origins of these characters. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Zelda holds a lot of special places in a lot of people's hearts. Oh yeah. So if for some reason you haven't played Skyward Sword. You need to. And that's all I want to say about yeah. it. <laughs> Get out there and play it already. Jeez. All right. Check it out. So, well, at this point, we're going to uh, go into the wrap-up. Yes. And we're going, to, nice. <laughs> we're going to discuss uh, what we're going to talk about for next week. Yeah. Um, do you have anything? Uh, yeah, actually, up? I do. Um, you always do, and I never do. This. I know. There's nothing it's, new about that. Well, I, I like to think ahead. Uh, <laughs> for the video game, I'm going to be talking about Diablo 3. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, I had a chance to pick it up and start Yay! playing it. I've got a barbarian, a wizard, and a witch doctor waiting for me at home that need uh, <laughs> some better uh, equipment. So, And then you're going to play the game, too. Yes, yes, yeah. of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, and I think I'm going to do something different for the comic section. Rather than talking about uh, comics, it's going to be comic-related, but I want to do a rundown of the uh, Marvel and DC cartoons that they're currently playing on TV. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what I think I'm gonna do, I'm never, I'm never sure about these things, obviously. Uh, but I did actually see Men in Black Three. Yes. Um, like so I, I may do, <laughs> I may, I may do reviewing that. You know, what would be cool our, to our listeners if you have a suggestion, if something you like me to talk about, movie related, if you, you know, something for us to discuss. Send us an email at geeklylose at gmail.com because sometimes I can't decide on what I want to talk about. Yep. And you may have something that you want to hear about. Mm-hmm. You know, so don't hesitate to send us an email. And uh, and if, if it's possible, I can get a chance to watch it and everything like that. Then I will gladly talk about it. But I for like right now, 
tentatively, I'm going to say uh, MIB3. And uh, I'll, I'll see what happens if anything else develops between now and then on that. So stay tuned for our episode next week, of course. Uh, please make sure you go and like the Awesome Podcast Network on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a couple more. Yeah. That's the, that's the best way to get in touch with us, and et cetera, as well as geeklydose at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, stream us on Stitcher. Um, if you would like to find out more about me and see some of the things that I've done, I have a YouTube page, uh, TimDog326 on YouTube. I also have a Facebook fan page, uh, which is going to be facebook.com slash timbridgewater2, the number two. And, two. And, yes. Two. I thought <laughs> it was one. <laughs> I also have a Twitter, which I forgot to mention the Twitter for us. We have a Twitter page at, at Awesome Podcast with an S. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at TimBridgewater1. Oh, that's nice. Well, you know, if you ever want to get in touch with me, all you have to do is go to rail-super.com, uh, read, <laughs> read my comic strip, and, you know, they have links on there to my Twitter and my email and all of that. Yes. Well, I, too, will have a, a, a single website. <laughs> relatively soon that you and i'll just plug that and you can go there and it'll take you to everything else but until i have that i'm going to plug everything separately hey you know uh, it makes you sound busier <laughs> than me oh that's so. i think that's a neat idea <laughs> <laughs> so yes um also if you like short films and you want to see some that involve me and jesse and you know stuff uh, stuff. Check, yeah. <laughs> check out Sedgley Films on YouTube. S E I D U L E Films. Uh, for a lot of interesting things on there. You know, you can you can wait. You can spend an evening, blow an evening pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Uh, going through all that stuff. Yeah. Good content. Stuff on there. Um. So I guess that's it for our tenth episode of Geekly Dose. Yes. Somewhat of a celebration here. We Double made it digits. to number ten. Yes. Here's to hoping we make it to number 20. Well, <laughs> I mean, we just add a zero to 10 and make it to 100. Oh. <laughs> Before we all get... Um, Alzheimer's like, and die? What? No, <laughs> no some, some corporate place is going to come in and split us up. We're going to be like, man, fuck this, man. No. I don't want to do this. Fuck him. And then we're going to break up and it's going to be some overdramatic documentary uh-huh. about it on TV. There as long go. as I get through my Zelda <laughs> marathon first. Because, you know, I mean, with each game, it'll give me something to talk about. So It's true. It's true. <sighs> All right. All right, guys. Well, please remember, even if it's hate mail, <laughs> email us at geeklydose at gmail.com, please. And um, until next time, for Geekly Dose, I am Tim Bridgewater. I'm Stephen Nocentelli. Jesse Sedgley. Uh, thank you, guys. And come back next week for your next dose. At the Awesome Podcast Network's Facebook at facebook.com slash awesomepodcastnetwork. And follow us on Twitter at Awesome Podcasts.